This is the Blatcast. I hope we have occasion to speak in October. Because if we don't, then the worst case scenario will happen. Oh, we'll have an occasion. The question is what the occasion will be. Welcome to our Major League Baseball Playoff Preview. Taking a look at all the teams vying for the World Series, Christian Blatt is joined by Solomon himself, comedian David Weiss, writer, comedian, and musician David Brody, generator of new content every day, Flowball Boyce, and author Devin Gordon. So break out your peanuts and Cracker Jacks, crack open an old style, and get ready for a ceremonial first pitch from Christian Blatt. Welcome to the Blackcast. It is indeed our episode 562. Wow. And... We are looking back on the previous 162 of the Major League Baseball season and looking ahead to the playoffs. As always, I am Christian Blatt. For our visual audience, we'll uh, we'll go Hollywood Square style. Uh, in the center square next to me, the one and only Salmon himself, David Weiss. Hello, Sup, sir. America. Sup, America. <laughs> and responsible for so many things including new content every day (laughs) slow bow boys what's going on so glad to be part of the park uh the podcast the blackcast 562 you could be in the hall of fame baby uh yeah i wish yeah but uh you know i mean (laughs) (laughs) asterisk they were they were legal in the era where i came up brody and now that isn't all the podcasters were doing roids back then i understand yeah, right, exactly. You should have seen what Adam Curry looked like back then. And uh, also uh, with us is our pal uh, Devin Gordon, who is the author of So Many Ways to Lose, The Amazing True Story of the New York Mets, The Best Worst Team in Sports. And boy, Devin, Best you wrote that book a few years ago. Than ever. Best or yeah. worst than ever. <laughs> And uh, you wrote that book a few years ago, and uh, they just uh, managed to continue to be the uh, best worst team, don't they, Devin? They write new chapters. They write new chapters every year, basically, since then. It's clearly kind of remarkable how good they are and how reliable they are on that. <laughs> yes. I have, a, very, I have a question. Very did consistent. You, like, Go ahead. Did you sit with Mr. Matt and say, now look ashamed and defeated for the for the? You know, you know it's, it's funny you ask that. But uh, you asked that uh, at the end of the episode that we did. Uh, part did I really? <laughs> yeah, well, because I had to clip that, that, uh, oh, I'm sure we'll uh, talk in October conversation. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, Devin's joke was that that was uh, the instant after Vince, uh, no, after Frank Viola uh, blew the, blew off his fingertips or something. I forget exactly <laughs> what it was. So, no, that was uh, just, Shears, Garden Shears. That, you know what? You're right. Oh, That's yeah, actually Ojeda. And, and it was Bobby Ojeda. Ojeda. Yeah, see, I, I heard it like two alike. hours ago and I already mm-hmm. forgot it. So, <laughs> but yeah, but I, I think it, it it does bear mentioning, though, Devin, that uh, Mr. Met has a lot of occasions to make faces like the one on the cover of your book, right? I mean, it's it's not hard to find him covering his eyes like that. I'm, I'm amazed that that photographic, I mean, it's a file photograph, believe it or not. There was a photo shoot, a magazine probably photo shoot at some point for something somewhere that asked them to do that pose. And it's now could be peekable for purchase because I, I right. couldn't imagine I couldn't believe when they found it, quite honestly. <laughs> so sad. 
Uh, and uh, let's uh, shout out in the chat uh, our pal Kyle, who uh, is uh, here with the Go Phillies. Uh, and, uh, you know, Kyle uh, did ask me if we were going to be as dismissive of the Phillies as we were last year. And uh, the, the spoiler on that is uh, I am not going to be quite as dismissive because we just figured they were going to get swept by the Cardinals because, uh, to quote Devin Gordon, they're bad at baseball, which I do think is fundamentally still true. It's just they happen to find times to be good enough to uh, get you know get one over on teams like the Cardinals. But uh, they didn't win. We were right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's just eventually they they stopped winning. So um, I don't know where exactly to begin. There, you know, we were trying to temper our expectations and our excitement when we spoke before this season. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, even Flobo felt like, well, they're not Flobo. You were the most optimistic. I, I rewatched a little bit of it. And you said that they're not going to win 101 games again. I feel like low 90s. And uh, then I started to think like, oh, maybe he was talking about number of losses because you might have nailed that <laughs> if, you were, oh my God. if you were talking about that. But uh, yeah, I am. Um... Classic Louis Rojas baseball. That's what it was. <laughs> 75 wins. And there's there's so much to really focus on. I mean, the the team that ended the season yesterday is uh, so different than the one we were excited about uh, uh, right before opening day. I mean, uh, look, Justin Verlander is in the playoffs and the team that Max Scherzer's on is in the playoffs for a moment at least. But uh, the, the Mets are not. You know, uh, so if we if we had to isolate anything, uh, I'll, I'll ask you first, David Brody. If you have to only distill one thing, what went wrong for the New York Mets? Well, uh, first of all, it's David Brody of the Brooklyn Boys podcast. I have to get that in. Right. Um, uh, I would say signing two old pitchers that hate each other and expecting them to stay healthy. Yeah. I think, and and then and then uh, Senga, who's great, uh, was added, you know, added to the mix. It took him months to get used to the rotation, the days, the ball. Quintana was injured, so I, I think that the starting. And uh, I, I'm forgetting one thing, and I apologize. Let's start, let's erase erase. Edwin Diaz was the beginning of the fall, and then that was definitely the on, beginning. I think right. that uh, yeah. in the early months of the season, David Peterson was able to get some saves. And, uh, you know, they uh, they definitely tricked us. But boy, um, Mr. Weiss and yes. Boyce, I uh, I said this at the time. I was so glad that uh, the Mets came here to L.A. in like April, that it was yes. early in the season, because so many times it's like late August. We and were I'm like, oh, yes, man, I want to see them. We were, but we were so yeah. young and hopeful. <laughs> full of yeah. optimism. That was a sweat and Raza game. You sure? Because <laughs> he uh, got ejected that, that day. <laughs> that's true. That's a great right. point. Scherzer did get ejected in that game and suspended right. for 10 games. Sweat and Rosin. Yeah, yeah. sweat and Rosin. <laughs> but, you know, when we sat down, uh, you know, in the seats, and we had a fun day at the ballpark. I think they actually won that game despite a uh, little shout out in the chat to it from our pal Dominicus Saxon. I would be a Mets fan, but I've never been into that into hockey. Thank you, Dominica Saxon, for chiming in. Uh, but uh, David Weiss, yes, what, what what happened between that that joyful uh, afternoon in Chavez Ravine here in Los Angeles, and uh, well, you know, yesterday, like, like Doctor Brody said, uh, the pitching went south, 
And I think Lindor and Alonzo started the season in a hole. And McNeil never really got going. So everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And it all went wrong at once. And they dug themselves a hole that they just could not get out of. And, you know, when it was apparent that that was going on, you know, they punted on the season. You know, right. long story yeah. short. And, and we'll definitely get to that point. And uh, Flobo, I appreciate you not putting on your Marlins hat until tomorrow when the playoffs start. <laughs> so I appreciate you just holding out, holding out uh, before jumping on the fish bandwagon. But yeah, <laughs> can, so, there's can so I, many I, birds I, you could root for, but uh, you can I explain myself fish. here? I just, I just, okay. So if everyone on, on Facebook, I was looking for Marlin tickets for the postseason. Guys, never been before. Uh, I would say this I, they're NL East. I tried to stay away from the NL East if they're not the Mets. But as a G from the GM standpoint, because I play the GM simulation game out of the park baseball, what nice. Kim Ng's been able to do with what little they have, you, you can't knock cool. it, man. I mean, they, oh, okay. they're ahead of schedule. This are their fourth appearance in the postseason. Two of them came out with rings. It's like, hey, why not? <laughs> I'm glad to see Marlins being the Marlins again. This is <laughs> this is right. This is this is we've seen this movie before. I it's like it's like a, a franchise that hasn't been around for a while, and I'm excited to see it come back. Right, right. It's been a while since we've seen the Marlins make a crazy yeah. run where they got there hot. Before. And you know what? It's a, it's a great it's a great point, Devin. It's like how uh, all of a sudden, after a couple of years, it'd be like you'll see a commercial and go like, "Oh, hey, there's a new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm." That's oh, great. I was like, that I show. had no idea there was going to be one, and it's That's like, oh, look at that. The Marlins are in the playoffs. Who knew? And the this best time, thing about the Marlins in the starting role, she's great. I always liked her. I'm glad she's really getting a breakout. You know, that's great. It's so, so the whole season's improv. The whole season's improv. I don't know. <laughs> uh, is, as a Mets fan, you want the Marlins to win the World Series. You have to root for them so that when they right. sell the team off, you can then pick up all their superstars. That's what, what you super, want. Who are the superstars? I want the Mets Arias. to get Jazz Chisholm so that oh, Steve Fernandez keeps on. He can't play for crap. Jazz Chisholm, it calls no. him uh, 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 Jazz Jism or whatever he calls him. She calls him Chaz. Chaz, Chaz I believe Chaz Chism, Chism, right? Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> I want him. And I, 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 I forget his um, the the guy who hits for four hundred. Uh, arise, yeah. arise. I, yes. I want to rise. Eventually, yeah. they can't Why? afford him. Who's we'll he going to replace? And David Robinson too. Why not? McNeil, who used to McNeil, who used to hit that well. Uh, so, uh, Flobo, uh, uh, to circle back to the idea that, uh, you, you were very uh, optimistic, uh, yeah. when we last spoke the, uh, four of us, or, yeah. or, or let me count five, <laughs> but, uh, what, uh, what, what do you think happened as you noticed? And, 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 and by the way, we didn't even get to enjoy the Yankees having a bad season because the Mets season was so bad that it was like. That's yeah. not even fun. I can't. Oh, I no, can't I, enjoy any aspect of it. I, I, I found time. I don't know about you guys, but I found time. Just to, yeah, you can't. Okay, I mean, they, their downfall. The Yankees' downfall is fun, but they still have finished above five hundred. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a starting pitching. I mean, that was the main thing. I, I was willing to see how far he can go without Evan Diaz because teams can win games before the closers get there. But if everyone is giving up two, three runs in the first, that puts a mental strain on everybody, and then everyone started underperforming. My guy. Sterling Marte had a terrible season. Jeff McNeil, reigning batting champ, had a bit of a regression. Alonzo and Lindor couldn't hit when it needed to. But at the end of the day, when you walk into the bottom of the first, you're down 4 nothing from everyone. Two aces, you're accounting your spot games. It's going to be a hard time every time. So it was kind of rough to watch, but it was to be expected. 
And, uh, you know, uh, somebody who uh, did hit really well is Mark Canna, but that was after he was traded to Milwaukee. And boy, did he have a great uh, second half of the season uh, in uh, of course. Uh, up there in, in Milwaukee. So, uh, Devin, uh, you know, as, as someone who has really studied and analyzed the uh, many ways to lose, uh, what, what is your assessment of this one? And uh, well, where does it rank compared to some of the other ones, you know? Well, the baseline narrative that we've been just force-fed all year, right, is the most expensive team of all time, right, and fell apart and had to sell at the deadline. So by the math, it's the biggest disappointment ever, right? It's supposed to be money-wise. I mean, money-wise. I, I, you guys tell me because there's a bunch of us here. I don't know any Mets fans who actually feel that way. I think it's partly, and and not necessarily for good reasons, but also because Oh, come on. We all knew this was coming. You know, I don't think we thought it was going to be this bad. And frankly, it only was this bad because, as David pointed out, this 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 accumulation of everything going wrong so uh, simultaneously at such an early point in the season that about 10 games in played this team out. If you had let this team go, it probably would have finished around 500. It probably would have finished better than this team. But. It went so wrong so fast um, that we just got pulverized. And I think we all knew when Edwin Diaz went down that it wasn't going to happen from a mojo standpoint. Right. I think what I sort of underestimated and was particularly exacerbated by just the rotation being, frankly, the worst rotation I could. I mean, I took a poll at some point, I think in June on Twitter, just being like, is this the is this the worst rotation we've ever had? Like I'm just checking. Like somebody tell me what the what the alternate candidates are. And we, you know, they they weren't they weren't persuasive. I don't remember what they are, but they weren't very persuasive. We're talking about a franchise history that is that I wrote a book about that's all about how much they lost. And we still couldn't come up with a worst rotation. But when you add that to Diaz going away, it's like it it, it unraveled everything, right? Suddenly, your entire bullpen was doing a job that was one job too big for them. And they all I can't remember how long it had been since there were multiple Mets starters by the end of the season who were getting, you know, regular starts in the rotation who had ERAs of more than five. And, and yeah. I think in Lucchese's case, it was seven at one point, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, it's it's tough to think of because usually it's like. Why don't we let uh, one of the one of the kids in AAA come up and uh, you know get get a chance? Well, they'd been up all year and they were terrible. And uh, you know, over at the Athletic, they uh, did analyze uh, a, a a big uh, story that uh, was making the rounds before the end of the season. Uh, Tim Britton and Will Salmon uh, penned how the four hundred and forty five million dollar Mets crashed and burned, and uh, they do a good job in there uh, summarizing it. But uh, it, it's it, it's it doesn't quite nail it because you feel like they didn't live through it like some of us who would watch. And, you know, there were definitely moments in the season, you know, they they get they get swept in Detroit against a, a very bad Detroit team. And you're like, oh, well, I wasn't expecting that. But, oh, all right. Well, on to the next series. But then they didn't win any series. And was it just June? I can't even remember now because I'm trying to. Yeah, you know, I was trying to block sure. some of it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Can I can I just offer a thought about that article because I thought that article was really really interesting. 
Yeah, sure. Um, and I want to make sure it doesn't come off, come across as a critique of the article because those guys are, are really good. I thought it was really, real, really well reported. Agreed. Um, but at the same time, what I thought was noteworthy about it was what wasn't in it. Um, there's not a lot in it. When you get to the end of a typical Mets season that went this badly, you expect like bananas anecdotes and fights, flipping tables. There's none of that in this story. All there is in this story is, man, everything just went wrong. You know, everything just guys who, you know, the, the, the most devastating thing in that was Tommy Pham. Right. Being like, boy, you positioned. Also, my guy. We worked that hard. <laughs> um, and, you know, OK, fine. But like, you know, compared to the last <clears throat> time we had a most expensive team go bust like this, you know, the worst team that money could buy you know, Vince Coleman, like, you know, committing crimes, right? Yeah, like firecrackers, this, yeah, bleach. firecrackers getting shot at and like in parking lots and injuring infants. Like it's, that was the headline coming out of that story. And, um, and I don't, you know, even, even that one, I'm just not so sure how worked up I'm supposed to get or surprised, you know, you play the game where you're trying to figure out who exactly that is. Um, yeah. Exactly well, he's talking about. It's like uh, Keith and Ron were, uh, and Gary, of course, we're all talking yesterday on the uh, season finale uh, for the Mets, watching them play the Phillies, who, of course, are uh, off to the playoffs. And uh, just talking about like, yeah, it's really easy for everybody to get along when you're winning and things are going well, you know, because the Phillies uh, seems yeah. to have reasonably good chem chemistry. And the direct quote from Tommy Fan pre-trade uh, was, that uh, he told Francisco Lindor, quote, out of all the teams I played on, this is the least hardest working group of position players I've ever played with. And I mean, I think there's uh, something to be said for that comment. But at the same time, you know, uh, David Wells threw a no hitter just, you know, right, at, right off of a better. Yeah. yeah, just completely. It's also over. not these guys didn't like each other. It's yeah. not there was fights in the clubhouse or there was rifts or something like that. They were a team, a veteran team coming off a 100 win, one win season. Yeah. You know, they're a bunch of 35 year olds who have families who are, you know, not going berserk every more, you know, they were an old team. And that's, you know, that's kind of what happens is you get guys who are not grinding, you know, like maybe they should. Right. And that's, you know, it, right. it's strange that he didn't really point fingers specifically i'd want to know like who those who those guys were i mean alonzo looked like he was working hard lindor looked like he was working hard he he followed up you his know, comments and, and said it wasn't oh it wasn't pete and it wasn't nemo yeah that, that's all okay. he said it was that well lindor and nemo got a pass on that one it, i mean if, you know, if, if i had to guess it was only players players that uh flobo rooted for so well, yeah, yeah pretty much yeah i think it's actually sorry Devin. what were you saying i think it's fun to play that out because you do kind of wonder he said position players right so he's not talking about the pitchers okay no i don't think daniel vogelbach was flipping tires in the outfield to prepare for games, right? Only the one in Suicide wind sprints up and down the stands, right? I don't think Mark Canna um, was flipping tables in the clubhouse after they lost. I just don't see that from Mark. Mark Canna seems like a very nice man who was really looking forward to his meal 
uh, <laughs> at restaurant after. And I would love to get to know Mark Hanna. He seems like a great dude. But was he crushing it in the gym like Tommy Pham? Probably not. You know, like the he also that, wasn't going to strip clubs like Tommy Pham. Yeah, there's that. I mean, and like that's why he's a loser. Is that? And then I'm curious to know what you guys thought of this. Is it seemed like even though I don't think Pham was actually trying to take a shot at Lindor, I think people connected it to Lindor. Which is weird because Lindor Absolutely. plays every day. Like Absolutely. literally plays every day. And you know, I think there is this weird wanna blame Lindor stuff, but I, I was kind of wondering who the hell he was talking about. And I don't care how much, you know, the lineup wasn't working hard enough. It was the freaking starting pitching. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, I have a I have a right. theory. I have a theory if if you, ahead, uh, if, you yeah, if you indulge, if you indulge me. Um I'm a big Tommy fan fan. I just bought his D-back jersey. That's how much of a fan uh, I have wow. his jersey. Because you know, you know about his eye condition. You know about how old he is. You know about the stabbing and the punching Jock Peterson. And still uh, being told, hey, look, analytics say you suck from this side. And you find a way to not suck from this side. Um, a lot of ink has been spilled about the decline of Marte. People say he wasn't ready to come back from surgery. But I got to give it to McNeil. I thought McNeil would be the one person on the trade block who survived. His decline at the plate, his plate discipline fell off a cliff. And every time you're going, damn, crap, hell, on the camera, but I didn't see any improvement. And that's someone I never see in the batting cages of the games I went to. That's my guess. I don't know. Just me speculating. I think McNeil's the only starter that, that you have to point your finger at. You're not going to say it's Alvarez, right? You're not going to no. say he's talking about Brett Beatty. So no. if you take away Nimmo, Lindor, and Alonzo – it leaves McNeil. And I, I have to be honest, I like McNeil, but I, the camera needs to get off of him when he's out at first because he's always safe in his mind. He's always safe at first. Every pitch is a ball. Every check swing is a check swing. Everybody's out to get him. And I feel like the whole victim thing he does, I'm tired of it. So maybe he complains more than he works hard because he fell off a cliff. And like you said, I didn't hear how he's putting into like. You always heard, oh, Conforto's in the batting cage 24 hours a day. He's there after everybody leaves. Never once did I hear anybody say, McNeil comes in early, he's in the batting cage, he's working out, he's trying. Even, even Buck didn't say, like, McNeil's working really hard to get the ball in the air. You know, he's frustrated, but was he working hard? I don't know. But there's nobody else in the lineup other than Marte, who was either injured or dogging it or whatever, and McNeil. So that's who I would think is the only people he would be talking about. Who cares about Canna and Vogelback? I mean, yeah. God, his yeah, no, he was, he, yeah, Vogelback wasn't flipping tires, uh, as as Devin said. He was definitely waiting for somebody who was, you know, flipping flapjacks and uh, getting the getting the big stack. At, yeah, why uh, work out if you're trying to work out a walk? That's his. That was him working out. Was working out a walk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me read another quote uh, from that. Uh, what I thought was a really well done athletic article. Uh, In the span of 30 days, the Mets went from a team looking to contend for a championship to one lacking a competitive timetable with a lot of big decisions to make ahead of the trade deadline. While the losses in May opened their eyes, Nimmo said, quote, June was the killer. And I think that ties directly into one of the couple of things that I want to talk about. And don't worry, fans of the other 29 teams, we're going to take a look at, uh, well, you know, not all 29, but we'll talk about the ones that are going to be in the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, the when as the trade deadline approached, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I, I hope that they don't sell. You're like, well, I, I hope that they get a good value for what they trade. And I did not expect them to be able to flip both uh, Scherzer and Verlander. And I'm like, well, whatever they had to tell Max that got him to waive his no trade clause is like, 
well, you know, we're really not going to be trying for a few years. So you might want to, you might want to go somewhere else. I'm yeah. like, great, whatever. Yeah. Just, I didn't expect in the same calendar year, the, the same team in Texas to end up uh, with two of the Mets aces, uh, you know, consecutively. Uh, but uh, in any case, uh, what did you think as the uh, trade deadline? Let me ask you first, Devin, you know, as the trade deadline was getting closer, um, I feel like as we look back on it, they did get a, a great haul to replenish the minor league system and obviously may or may not pan out. We'll have to see, but uh, what did you think leading up to it? Did you think that they were taking the right approach or is, is it easy to think of things that they should have uh, put more attention on? I was delighted, you know, and to go back to, well, delighted. <laughs> I, was, I was enthusiastic about this approach um, sure. because you know, almost the circle back to the original question was the the level of disappointment here. I do think that one of the reasons why, again, I'm, I'm curious to, to hear if you guys agree or disagree, that this one doesn't feel that way is because considering what an abomination the first four months of this season was, I feel like the Mets have kind of nailed everything for the last two months. I, I, I liked everything that they did at the trade deadline. That was the right strategy. Yes. No half measures. If you're going to do it, go all the way. It, it, it seems immediately like it was the right thing to do in terms of the, in terms of the prospect hall and in terms of getting the franchise to prepare for what was actually inevitable and we kind of all knew going in that spending all that money for two aging pitchers was a patch to get us from the old past to the young future. It just went the other way. So now we're, we're really steering into that. And, and lo and behold, I'm delighted about Alvarez. I can, the way this season ends, I'm excited about Alvarez. I'm excited about Senga. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about Ronnie Mauricio. I'm, I'm excited about things, right? Like Lindor ended this supposedly horrible season with 30, 30, going 30 for 30, 30, 30, and, yeah. and playing gold glove level defense and Pete at 46. Every day. Like that's a lot of home runs. That's a lot. Yeah. And so we have all these things that you go into next season. Um, excited about, um, and that's because of the way and the decision making, the page turning. Now, I like that. I like the, not just the page turning, the book throwing uh, that they did at the trade deadline. And that makes me stupidly, idiotically, once again, excited about next year. Like I, all you I, really, I'm sure. I really like what Cohen said, which is uh, hope is not a strategy. Yes. 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 Well, yeah, uh, Angels. <laughs> Uh, well, they, yeah, they, they hope uh, the angels hope uh, people still show up next year. Um, and that's really all they can uh, worry about. Uh, let's touch on uh, two personnel things and then we'll uh, look at the playoffs. Uh, let me ask you first, David Brody, as uh, the, the one of us currently living in the New York market, the announcement before Sunday's finale that Buck Showalter wouldn't be back next year. Uh, I, I personally found it to be a little bit disappointing because I, I had grown to like the way he fit in with the Mets, but also with a new president of baseball operations coming in, it clearly they want to, you know, have a clean slate. But what did you personally think about it, Brody? Um, I was surprised only because the New York media has been reporting for weeks that it's 50, 50, right? Mm -hmm. It could go either way. 
they might bring Buck back for his last year, see how he does, and then make a decision since 2024, they said they weren't going to maybe go 100% in. So maybe they would, you know, have him work with the young players. But then I remembered he's not known for working with young players. In fact, they keep getting rid of him every time there's young players. So then I saw that Craig Council was a free agent, but then he doesn't want to leave Milwaukee because his kids are in school. So I got the impression he was probably going to leave. I'm sorry he did. I like him. I think he's a, he's a brilliant strategist. Um, his his post-game press conferences are horrific. He has, he has He's annoyed by them, so he didn't offer a lot of information. But as an in-game strategist, he was fantastic. But listening to the Stearns press conference today, it sounds like he wants a guy that he can work with for 10 years and grow together and be on the same page with. And I don't think he wants a guy who's going to be around maybe two and have really strong opinions that differ from his. So I'm not shocked by it. I just, as a fan, I wanted Buck to win a World Series. I thought if, if he won, you know, two, last year, you know, uh, not the one that just ended um, in, in 22, it would have been a nice way for him to go out. Like Terry Collins made the World Series. He got there. He didn't win, but he got there. And I just, I feel bad for Buck. I do. But I, I don't like him with the young players because he'll just put Vogel back in and leave Vientos on the bench again. So, Right. No, no, I think there's something to be said for that. And uh, I'll ask you the same question, Mr. Weiss. But, uh, of course, uh, talking about legacy, 1995, Buck Showalter gets fired from the Yankees. They win the World Series the next year. 2000, he gets fired from the Diamondbacks. They win the World Series the next year. Let's not talk about Baltimore for a second. So uh, Mets fans can be hopeful that uh, that could be us. But more likely, we'll probably end up like Baltimore, you know, getting into the playoffs in uh, a, a few years. But uh, what do you think, Mr. Weiss? I agree with Dr. Brody that, uh, you know, Buck does not like young players. I mean, I, I thought that they should have maybe pushed the eject button a little earlier than they did when it became obvious they were getting no offense from the catching position again. Um, you know, same thing with Escobar. And, you know, like, you know, June was a disaster. And I would have made changes earlier. And I feel that maybe Buck was of the opinion that these are the guys that won 100 games last season. Let's give them a chance to succeed. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it didn't work. It just didn't work. Flobo, same question for you. Your thoughts on uh, Buck leaving and uh, what it means for the future, that there'll be someone else. Uh, you know, when it was uh, I was a little upset. I was the first one to admit that I wasn't on board. Uh, I was a Joe Espada guy. I think I still am a Joe Espada guy. Uh, but you can't really argue with 101 wins. And when Buck got manager of the year, I mean, it was like, what, a plus 24 game difference? Like, or that's something you just don't sniff at. But I, sure. I, I, I don't... I think if I was playing that same GM simulation game, I would bring him back. But I totally understand uh, that you have to show the fan base that you've listened and that you're willing to make changes. And a lot of times it ends up being a random hidden coach, but this time it was Buck. Now, whether or not Billy Epler still has his job uh, after next season to be something to be said about what the regime change really means. But I think this is a good way of saying, hey, look, we're not going to take what we did lying down. We have plaster or everything. Buck, which is collateral damage. And uh, for uh, Devin, I have the same question for you on Buck, but also this question from the chat. We've got multiple Phillies fans in here. I feel like they're just uh, trying to rub it in for us. But uh, Larry is a great uh, fan of 
a, well, I don't know about fan, but a uh, listener of the black cast. And I appreciate that. He does want to know, do the Mets have enough young talent to contend next year or is, or, or are they in a full rebuild mode? So that sort of ties into the departure of Buck, Devin. What are your thoughts on sort of both of those um, points? Well, let me say this about Buck, who I love, who I came to love um, yeah. and feel like deserve better ultimately. Um, but I'm also a big believer that if you're going to hire a president of baseball operations, let him pick his own guy. I do think that that's really important. So my one thought on the Buck situation is usually is what, what I always think when my team, people are like, you should fire your coach or fire your manager. Can I hear who you're going to replace him with first? Because that's yeah. the part of the equation. People are always very, very quick to fire people and then not really think through uh, what it looks like to the prospective managers of the world, especially the talented ones, that you just fired a four-time manager of the year, one year removed from him being manager of the year. Is that a situation you want to run into? So I... I'm okay conditionally with Buck being fired, but I would like to reserve the right to change my mind when I see who we replace him with. And I would go so far as to say, if we're not replacing him with Craig Council, then what the hell are we doing here? Like, Alex yeah. Cora? It, well, uh, Alex it, it, Cora? Okay, Alex Cora, sure. Let's, you know, but you know what I mean? Like, I want to know exactly who it is that that we're bringing in before we decide whether or not getting buck, rid sure. of Buck Showalter. Yeah, because if yeah. if if I if I see a press conference getting fit for a jersey, uh, they finally re rehire uh, Carlos Beltran. I'm gonna say you should have kept Buck. Yeah, yeah. Let's just you know, and and you know, to 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 Larry's trolling question, um, the answer. Oh, this is an easy one. No. We don't have yeah. enough young talent to contend next year. I, I don't, and but I, but I, but I, but I also dispute the premise that it's that or we are in full rebuild mode because we're not in full rebuild mode at, at all. Um, yeah. There's there's a lot of stability and cornerstones. Um, there's a lot to be filled, um, but um, you know I I do think that the top half of that lineup looks really good, looks yeah. really really good. Um, I think that the rest of it needs work. I mean, you you can't look at what the Mets have young talent-wise and then look at the Braves and be like, yeah, we got enough talent. No, no. we clearly no. do not have enough talent. No. Uh, they have enough talent, so and they're all going to be Braves for a very long time. So very long time. Yeah. yeah. And and then and then when they're not Braves anymore, they'll start making some real money. But the uh the yeah, the idea of what they do next uh i'll just ask a quick question and then we'll move on to the playoffs uh of the five of us the, does anyone think uh you know and before the season started uh, we might have been a little bit giddy at the notion does anyone think that the mets will sign uh, shohei otani next uh, in the off season i do not does anyone think they will if he wants well, to I, come east they will <laughs> yeah well, i hope not He's also not pitching next year. I mean, right. he could use his bat in the lineup. Uh, I don't. So. I don't think that for the money he's going to command, that he's going to provide enough value long term. He's yeah. thirty. He's coming off his second Tommy John surgery. He's not pitching next season. Yep. His. I mean, look at the decline on Mike Trout just in the past two seasons after his age thirty season. I mean, yeah, it, no, it it's just a, is. It's a, it's a great point. Yeah. So I, I think that uh, what he would command, even not pitching next year, it's, you know, that money can uh, 
be put somewhere else. Let me uh, tidy up a couple of comments as we're about to talk about the Phillies. Larry says, hey, I would never rub it in her troll. The Mets own the Phillies for a Why good not? six to seven year run. <laughs> but, but here's exactly. the thing. Kyle kind of says the same thing. Kyle so says, as does. a Phillies fan, I'm fully aware they'll blow it somewhere along the way. Look, they blew it all the way to the World Series last year. So that, you know, I'll Robert. take that level of uh, blowing it once in a while. And uh, secondary uh, shout out to Larry, who says he's an OG Black Cast fan going back to Coltrane and Liev. Liev was on recently. Coltrane's still on once in a while. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think uh, we, we uh, are, are definitely poised to have an interesting conversation at the beginning of next season, but uh, also not a particularly optimistic one, I think. I think uh, we, were, we were hopeful and a little bit more, you know, trying to be optimistic this year. Uh, I think uh, I'll be very doom and gloom and, you know, I'll probably just pick the, pick the Braves again to win the division uh, now before we even look at the season. So yep. anyway, put it down, mark it down. Damn it. Yeah. Can I, can I throw right. one more thing out before we transition? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Because it's a lot, there's a lot going on in the New York media here because of, of Jeff Passan's article a few days ago, uh, the Juan Soto trade. So I, yeah. we all gave our opinion on Otani and I, I still think if you pay him less the first year, cause he's not pitching and then, exponentially as long as he pitches maybe there's a, a dual contract if he he does both he gets this much and if he injures himself again and doesn't pitch he gets this much um but they're talking about you know trading prospects for soto and i feel like that just goes against everything you just did for the last three months does get him as a free agent when he's 25 <clears throat> yes but don't, but don't give up acuna or gilbert to no. get a guy that you can wait on that you're not going to compete next year anyway exactly so, we all agree on that. No Soto trade. I I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. I was I was glad that they didn't uh, take on Soto at the trade deadline last year. You know, so that I still feel good about that. Yeah. Exactly. But hey, please, anyone uh, chime in if they they feel yeah. like uh, Soto is uh, you know somewhere somewhere in our future. Well, well, you don't have a Soto hat. <laughs> Actually, Soto's one of the few people in baseball I can't stand. Like I really don't. I mean, if it's only, if he got signed, I'll go. He's one of our problems now, sure. But like his shimmy, his like you know, butt out framing reminds me of Jeter back in the day. I just can't. I just can't. So. Uh, it's official then. He's done. He's yeah. Done. No. If, if if Flobo doesn't like you, you just <laughs> yeah. you don't have He's out. And yeah, I'll so. pay overpay for Otani, like Larry in the chat. I'll do anything or anyone else. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Otani. I don't care if he's pitching. I will. I will take him. That Agreed. someone okay. is massively going going to massively overpay for Otani. I hope it's us. Yeah. Let me say that. Absolutely. I hope it's us. I, at the same time, I just, oh God, what we're going to do to that poor man. If we do sign him, the things we're going to do to that poor man. Yeah. He can't, uh, he's, like he's not up for it. It's, yeah. I want it, but I don't want it for him necessarily. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, but to be fair, fair, I think we've been better at managing our players down the stretch. Is that we, all our players just suck. Like you look at the Angels, they just said, oh, you're injured or you feel tired. Who cares? We have Japanese fans in the stands tonight. You go out there. Uh, I do think yeah. that we will say, hey, look, take a week off. We'll take two weeks off. Do your own thing. Like I really think that we can have a different home for him. But you're right. It's going to cost a lot for him. Yeah. Eh, and you can still have an Edwin Diaz thing happen when you're the Mets, right? You can have the best, we can get the best medical staff. We are the Mets, right? It's true, like, true. Uh, you know, the, the ghost follows you from house to house. It's, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's yeah, no, absolutely. And yeah, I do agree with uh, Larry's comment in the chat. Yes. Somebody's going to do it. And uh, Devin, look, it's not my money. So if the Mets do it, I'll, I'll uh, definitely get on board and let myself, uh, you know, get disappointed when something goes wrong. But 
uh, it's, it's not where I, I don't see it happening, but, uh, I would certainly, uh, let myself get excited. Uh, so let's take a look at the playoff picture. The teams that are actually in the uh, wild card, uh, starts, uh, tomorrow while we're speaking, which is Tuesday, October the 3rd. I think there's a, a, a lot of teams that we would have all expected to see here. You know, when we spoke at the, uh, the you know, before the season, one of the teams that we thought could uh, make a good push was the Blue Jays, and we do see them making the playoffs. Uh, the uh, Padres were a team that we figured would be better than last year, and uh, uh, that was a what we like to call a whoopsie-doodle in the business. <laughs> and uh, we all picked the Astros to win the AL West. Now, it didn't really happen until yesterday afternoon. Boy, did it look like it was going to be Texas, but uh, – well, Texas kind of uh, has uh, has some Texas luck uh, and uh, didn't didn't quite get there. So now they uh, have to go play Tampa uh, tomorrow. Uh, the the big surprises I would say uh, are the Marlins this year, and of course the Orioles. Um, and uh, keeping in mind, Devin, I know you've got about ten or so minutes, uh, so I want to start with you. Uh, just what you think as you look at the the field. The, if there's a team that you think might be able to go deep, that that isn't necessarily the Astros, Braves, or Dodgers. You know, if there's anybody that jumps out, like, oh, I feel like this team is better than people are giving credit to. Yeah, there are two teams, um, and one of them fills me with regret because one of them is the Phillies. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I I do tend to look at these boards, you know thinking, okay, with my primary goal is to find the teams that can beat the Yankees and the Braves, right? That's where I'm, that's, that's my focus whenever I look at this grid. And I'm so delighted that the Yankees aren't on it because <laughs> I mean, the Phillies are sort of replacing them. They're playing the part of the Yankees here, but only one of them can get out of that side of the bracket. Thank God. Um, I do think that the Phillies um, have the pitching that the Braves do not have. Um, I, right. I actually think the Braves might lose because their pitching is so dicey. Um, despite this juggernaut of a lineup, we all know how this goes. If your pitching's not good, it's just it just never works. Uh, and the other team is the Blue Jays. I mean, I really like the Blue Jays. Speaking of pitching, they've got a really good rotation and they got a bunch of thumpers. And um, they are the exact kind of team that can get smoking hot for a couple of weeks and just blow everyone away. Let, let me interject for a moment, Devin, knowing our conversation about uh, last season, uh, are are you going to be able to watch a televised play, uh, Blue Jay playoff game if Chris Bassett's starting, or are you just going to check the box score after the fact? Oh, God. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if he's going to be part of their postseason rotation. I would have to look at it. Yeah. Um, so maybe you could get through a series and only have to shut off a few innings with him. Um, <laughs> but he is one of the most insufferable players in, 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 in baseball. And it really galls me that he's in the playoffs and we're not, but wow. you know, the, the difference between, you know, the, I, the, I think the Phillies are actually a slightly better baseball, actual baseball team this year. I think, you know, they're much better defensively. Um, so, and you know, they make me nervous with the way, you know, they, 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 they can hit, they can do a close approximation of the Braves, I think, but they actually have pitching. 
Yeah, no, I think uh, I think that's uh, it, it is a good point, and uh, I actually kind of forgot about uh, Chris Bassett until uh, I saw their their little post game celebration. Uh, uh, Hazel May was talking to them, and I'm like, oh god damn it, Bassett! I'm, I, I, yeah, so I hope uh, I hope he comes out of the pen. Uh, Larry chimes in. Marlins are mirage. They have an unsustainable record in one run games. I think the uh, Achilles heel for the Marlins will be the bullpen and uh, playing those games in Philly. Uh, and let's just say the Marlins fans don't travel, uh, even to Miami. So yeah. they're definitely not showing up and feeling you know, the stadium is an hour from Miami. I've been, oh, wow. Okay. It's in, it's in between my parents' house, which is in Boynton beach and Miami. Okay. So, okay. yeah. So, that's so it. yeah. And I mean, the, and the Braves team and the Braves, the Braves ballpark is uh, practically in Savannah, you know, I, I'm not right. exaggerating of course, but it's not, yeah, it's not where Turner field was. That's for sure. Right. But, uh, so yeah, I think that, uh, I, I do agree for all the teams that you isolated. Um, but I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit of a sucker for, you know, feel good story. So, uh, I, I hope that uh, it, it, what's happening isn't what we all assume is a bit of a mirage and that uh, we're able to uh, see a little, uh, a little Orioles magic uh, throughout the playoffs, but um, probably, probably not, but uh, you know, and I, I don't know if I want to see someone from the Angelos <clears throat> family ever uh, hoist a, a world series trophy and, you know, but uh, uh, it is a, it is a bit of a feel good story. And uh, I, I would like to see that, but I, I think that it comes down to the same team you mentioned, Devin, that the Blue Jays are just uh, just better than the O's, you know? So uh, if, if that ends up indeed being a matchup, but they, of course, the Blue Jays would have to get past Houston, which uh, we saw how that worked out mm. last year. Um, and uh, having just a, a few more minutes uh, with you, Devin, um, who do you see as, uh, as, as, you know, of the, is it of the teams you mentioned, or is it like, uh, the Astros will probably just win again. Is it one of those deals? I don't think so. I think the Astros have been messing around a little bit too much, um, and seem a little bit more vulnerable than me. I don't, I don't think that this is a flip the switch kind of thing. I don't really think that baseball works that way. I think it'll be somebody else's turn to get hot and it won't be theirs this time. <clears throat> I, I do think that the Blue Jays have a really good shot of beating them, assuming they can, uh, you know, assuming they can get past the wild card round. Um, God, I can't. I, it's it's so hard for me to for for me to pick a team because I, I'm pretty sure the Braves are going to finally end up doing it, but I I just I can't do that. I can't pick them. Um, yeah. So I'm actually hoping that the Blue Jays turn out to go all the way from the sixth seed and, and win it. I also just like that team. Not Chris Bassett, notwithstanding, um, and, <laughs> right. and that he's not on that team. But I do. I really like that lineup. I love Vlad. I love Vlad, Vladdy Jr. Um, yeah. They're fun. Um, so yeah, sure. Let's 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 give them a lot. Right. Well, uh, because uh, you uh, do need to uh, head out, Devin. Yes. Let's uh, give another shout out to so many ways to lose. Uh, you know, the, the the digital version of which could be twice as long as the main book if you had uh, just added the last couple seasons. Now but, more than uh, ever. Now more than <laughs> ever. Yeah. So many ways to lose the amazing, amazing true story of the New York Mets, the best, worst team in sports. And uh, you must have known something was coming because your Twitter handle is Devin Gordon X. But now I would say you're Devin Gordon X on X. 
So clearly yes. you were just ahead of the game. I weren't was you? just waiting for it to happen. I knew, I knew Elon was going to do something stupid and I was just <laughs> waiting for it there to yeah. fall into my lap. Yeah. Just uh, take a, a very well established and familiar brand and uh, just get rid of it immediately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If he, if he were ever to buy Coca-Cola, it would be called X Cola, you know, so yeah. anything he buys, he's just going to slap that on there. Well, Devin, uh, I uh, I look forward to uh, having occasion to uh, tweet along with you during the playoffs. Oh, and uh, you had a a great article about the Jets. Uh, where did I read that? I, I that was in the Atlantic, and that was, that was Atlantic, that's sort of coming to coming to fruition as well. You, you know, had a similar take on them. You know that this yeah. was all going to go away, and this would all end horribly. But for now, at least there was hope, and the hope lasted to four plays. Four plays. Yeah, Very but. When Aaron Rodgers ran out onto the field holding the American flag, it was a it was a nice moment, and he got a couple plays in, and uh, you know he uh, he did not look like he was enjoying watching them play the Chiefs last night though. So it wasn't <laughs> but, in Taylor's booth. <laughs> that's true. Well, yeah, exactly. but that that might have done it. He's like, I can't believe that uh, that Ryan Reynolds is there and I'm not. Anyway, Devin, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I look forward to uh, chatting before next season and. Uh, making sure that you snuff out any any hope that I foolishly have uh, so that I can uh, try to manage my expectation. All right. I'll be here for you. Thanks. All right. Great to chat with you. Sweat Thanks so much. Thank Thanks so much, Devin. Uh, all right. So now we can uh, bring it back around. Uh, the playoff starts essentially. I mean, the this wild card round is, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a bit of a crap crapshoot as the uh, St. Louis Cardinals found last year, which, by the way, uh, David Weiss, that was uh, your pick for the World Series uh, <laughs> for this year. It was Cardinals Astros, and I'm like, well, you were right about one of them. So, yeah, smoke show. <laughs> you, you you nailed one thing, um, but. Let's just uh, take a look. I mean, we're not going to, we don't have to pick out each of the series, but uh, I'll ask each of you sort of, we'll, we'll go clockwise and see which team you think will be out first. So the first round matchups are Blue Jays twins. I've got the twins out uh, almost immediately. Uh, and uh, also I've got the Rangers out almost immediately. Uh, Rangers, Rays, D-backs, uh, Brewers, and Flobo's fish against Kyle and Larry's Phillies. <laughs> I um, like snakes too. Why not? <laughs> you like snakes too. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Weiss, yes. who do you think will be out first in the wild card round? Which teams do you oh, think we're going to? In gonna... the American League, Twins and Rangers. Same with and me. Okay. National League, D backs and Marlins. Yeah, I I feel in in that bracket, I feel like the the Phillies Braves will be certainly fun to watch, but also be very emotional for me in a lot of ways because I don't want anybody to win. But yeah, I get that. Uh, I do see the uh, Phillies being able to easily dispatch the Marlins and the D-backs. I'm like, I don't I don't even know how they got here. You know, good for them, but uh, wow. you know. Just uh, I hope that well you know what they won't get to have a home game because uh, the the lower seed plays all the games on the road so they don't have to worry about the Brewers celebrating and jumping into their pool that they have in the outfield there like the Dodgers did that one year. Uh, what about you, Flobo? Do you got the fish going all the way, or uh, what do you see as you look at the bracket? 
So I think the hardest, in all in all honesty, in all respect, the hardest one to call is that four and five seed in the sure. National League. And that's no disrespect to the Phillies. I think they're a stronger team. Uh, arguably the best uniforms in all of baseball. Let's, let's call it a spade. But the, the Marlins are really cool of, like, slowing down the pace of game and having, like, these, like, Krav Maga-like battles. It, like, no one ever looks good beating the Marlins when it's all said and done. They may steal a couple of wins here. Uh, the Phillies should win this one, though. But I got to be honest with you, here on the West Coast, watching the uh, the Diamondbacks, Corbin Carroll had a bit of a, a, a wavery um, campaign this time, but he was a presumptive rookie of the year. And when that catcher went down injured, they had a bunch of losses. But I do think they're a lot stronger than Milwaukee is given credit for. If Milwaukee goes on, all props to Canna. But I do think Arizona has the upset here. That's the one I can definitely say with the upset okay. in that one. Um, as far as that on the time, I do think the Rangers beat the beat the Rays. Um, but that's the other upset on the American League side. And even though, and even though the 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 Toronto Blue Jays hat was on baited because they lost Saturday. And they have to watch the Mariners game, which is another yeah. team I thought that would be back here this year to get right. to the sixth seed. I do think they beat the Twins uh, in that wild card round. Yeah, no, I mean the 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 Twins in the playoffs. It's almost like why do you why do you even do this to yourselves? Uh, oh, you yeah. know, every every few years, uh, Mr. Brody, your thoughts on uh, these matchups we're looking at here? Uh, what teams do you think are likely to be sent home packing during the wild card round? Well, I think we're in agreement that Twins are going home. Sorry, yeah. call us Correa side. They're going home. Uh, as far as the uh, Tampa, Texas, I th- I'm going with uh, Texas going home. I think they've been demoralized. I think their general manager should have been fired a week ago. Uh, signing DeGrom and then trading away your future for Scherzer. Uh, and you get them next year too. Uh, yeah. They they backed into this thing. They they were favored. They they. I, I like Tampa uh, just because of momentum. Uh, as far as the National League, I'm going with the Brewers. I think they have the pitching. I think, again, Arizona didn't finish particularly strong. And I hate the Phillies, so sorry, Larry, but I'm going with the Marlins because I hate the Phillies. That's not I get it. Look, I, I, every year for a long time we do these shows, and I almost always pick against the Braves, even when I know that uh, it, it, it's not in my best interest. Uh, Larry and Kyle have a couple of thoughts. Larry says it all depends on Nola. If he finds his command and contains the Braves lineup, Phillies will win the NLDS. And then uh, Kyle says, Phillies don't have the pitching either against the Braves. The Braves have the edge by default. Uh, You know, I think that, uh, you know, the the next time I see Spencer Strider come through in a big game will be the first time. So uh, I'm going to just assume that's not going to happen. But uh, we will see. Kyle also has this. By the way, let me just interject. Kyle has this great comment. You can disrespect the Phillies. They disrespect themselves. That was fundies. That was something that, uh, yeah, that's true. I forgot <laughs> Keith and the fundies. That is something that uh, Devin said in the way. And I'm sorry, who uh, were uh, David? Were, David Brody, were you trying to speak? I, don't, I have no clue what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Larry just laughs at the idea that there's Marlins fans. Uh, yeah, I'm trying them. to have fun. But he he says, you know, anything can happen in a three-game series, but I'd be shocked if the Phillies drop it, uh, especially because it's it's at home. I, I feel, uh, you know, it's not the wild card single elimination game. It's a three-game series. So there's the, the little bit of, of a net where you could lose one and, and still do okay. Uh, that's basically what happened to the Padres last year. The, the Mets uh, squeaked one out. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of talk about uh, the Marlins are the definition of the pesky team. 
And the That's twins are the Washington generals of the LA playoffs. I might, uh, I might leave that up there for a little while, except for the fact that Kyle says, uh, anyone else pulling for a Florida world series Rays versus Marlins? <laughs> Obviously MLB would throw themselves off a bridge. If that actually happened. Talk about uh, trolling. Talk about trolling. <laughs> you talk about trolling. Yeah. I'm going to go back to that comment for a second. Um, yeah. The interesting thing is you look at these matchups that we're looking at right now. Yeah, the Yankees aren't there. Even even the Mets aren't there. Yes, you have the Dodgers, but they're not in the first round. So the first round, I was shocked that the primetime game is Marlins-Phillies until I looked and I was like, well, what's it going to be? None of these are – I mean, the Blue Jays fans, uh, you know, they're not even going to be watching it on ESPN. They're going to be watching it on Rogers Sportsnet, you know? Yeah. So it's like you got to go for what, you know, has some fan interest, and the, the Phillies are really – somehow the a-list team in this first round i'm yeah, sure they would have loved they would have loved uh to have the you know have it be philly's cubs i think there would have been something to be said for that but that's that's another uh team that uh, choked their season away right at the end but and um, the reds <laughs> and and the guardians and the mariners uh, yeah okay yeah, it's true yeah you're talking about a lot of teams that went into the weekend uh, that, uh, you know, had, had some hope and yeah, you know, being the still defending NL, uh, NL champs, uh, will do that to you. Uh, all right. So I feel like we're, there's some degree of agreement and I don't think that, uh, you know, any of these series going either way would shock me. I mean, I feel like I've, I've seen the Brewers underperform consistently over the last couple of years. So yeah, if the D-backs were to squeak out of that, uh, they would get the opportunity to then uh, lose at home in the NLDS. And then the Dodgers would jump into their pool. Like I alluded to earlier. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, as, as, as much as I would like to see the Phillies beat the Braves, I, I don't, I don't know if I feel that. I don't know if I can see that happening, you know, but uh, Flobo, you've got the Marlins facing the Braves. Yeah. Uh, do, do you think that uh, they could, they could go around further and actually uh, have, that would be a huge upset if the, the Marlins were to beat the Braves. There's only going to be one room for a Cinderella series. It's not going to be the NL side. No, if the Marlins beat the Phillies, which I could see happening. The Braves are just too good. <laughs> They're just too good. There's too much depth there. I mean, the Braves <laughs> will have to like trip over their shoelaces <laughs> for that to happen. Yeah. Um, hey, Christian. You, yeah, go ahead. If the Diamondbacks win, they play the Braves, don't they? Dodgers. Uh, I see the way that the bracket set up. I thought it meant that they would then, because the winner of uh, you know, and, and I I saw the crawl on the the Dodgers network. So it is D backs or Marlins at Dodgers uh, next weekend for the NLDS, and it's okay. And it's, I would have thought yeah. one would play six. I mean, I could be wrong, but I that's what I thought. You would, yeah, it's you, something you to do with I think. That, think I, I think it's because the Brewers are a division winner, but honestly, you, it, it makes more sense that way. But uh, you would think one would play uh, for, uh, but I guess because the lowest, yeah, yeah, you're right. No, no, I'm looking at it now. It would make sense, but uh, that is not the way that I've, I've seen the schedule. So, but does, uh, does anyone of the four of us think that either the D backs or the Brewers would beat the Dodgers? Not on this planet. The Brewers what can. About, what about I, the what about the Mets of twenty one twelve? The Mercury Mets. Do you think that, <laughs> uh, that they would have a chance on Mar on the planet Mars? Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, there's 
there's hope and anticipation of the idea of uh, another Phillies Braves series, which last year was the NLCS. Um, I, I, uh, I want to be able to say that I feel like the Phillies would win that. And I would prefer to see that, but I, I feel like the NLCS is going to be uh, Braves Dodgers. Uh, does, does anyone feel that, uh, that that's crazy and that we'll get something different beyond that? As boring as it is, you're right, man. Yep. I like being right. <laughs> okay. So we'll, uh, we'll uh, pick up that side of the bracket in a moment. So, the uh, first round by in the American League goes to both Houston, who could use it, and the uh, Orioles, who I, I don't know how much it's going to help. You know, their pitching is still going to be what it is, uh, but they are going to host what I assume are the Rays at home, but could be the Rangers. Um, who sees teams other than the Orioles and Astros advancing beyond the ALDS. I'll ask you first, Mr. Brody, if you think uh, any of you know, the Blue Jays or I think you pick Texas, if you feel like one or both of those might have a, a shot to advance. Uh, I think Tampa Bay has a shot of getting past the Orioles. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I still like the Astros. I mean, I'd like to see the Astros Blue Jays go all the way, you know, uh, but Maybe I give I give Blue Jays ten percent chance of, of beating the yeah. Astros, but other than that, I think Verlander gave him such a shot in the arm that that I just it's the Astros. I can't I can't uh, I can't root against them in, in this bracket. But I feel it's like, hard. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'd love to see Texas Houston uh, in the ALCS. For me, that'd be a great oh, matchup. Just think about how many gallons of hat would be in the stands for that season. <laughs> I mean, just ten gallon hats as far as the eyes can yeah. see. Flobo, what do you think about uh, the ALDS? Um, as much as I would love to see uh, the the Blue Jays beat the Astros, I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. The Orioles actually have the head to head over both Tampa and Texas, so I do think talking about Cinderella stories. It, I, if if anything happens, I know you're playing with house money, but we all want to see that movie of Baltimore going to the World Series, right? So yeah. I would say, yeah, they give them the advantage. And Mr. Weiss, your thoughts? I see the Rays moving past the Orioles. Orioles are a nice story, but they're very young, and they just don't have the pitching to match up in a short series. Yeah, I think that uh, if there's anything that we've seen out of the Rays consistently in the last 10, really 15 years, is that uh, they can win a five-game series. You know, a seven-game series is uh, a, a bit of a struggle. Uh, so, yeah, so I think that uh, for me – I, I think as much fun as it would be to have the uh, all bird ALCS Jays uh, versus O's, uh, I do feel like I, no. But I, I look the the uh, obvious choice would be the Rays beating the Orioles, but uh, for the sake of fun, I would like to see the uh, well the Blue Jays and and the Orioles. But I have to just uh, go with the, the what I've got between my ears which uh, tells me that it will be Houston and the Orioles. Uh, so that uh, could be fun. So we're about to get to the World Series. Let's go back to the NL side. Uh, everybody seems to be in agreement. Dodgers, Braves for the uh, NLCS, correct? Anybody want to change a vote? Last minute uh, 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 whiteout uh, uh, on their answer. Someone pick Milwaukee. Please pick Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you want. I, I forget. I think uh, the... Uh, 
all the National League, uh, the, those two rounds are going to be on TBS. So TBS is like, please give us uh, Dodgers Braves again. Uh, that's that's what we're looking for. And uh, I, uh, I continue to feel like the Dodgers consistently ought to uh, get further than they did, especially last year when they lost in the NLDS to the Padres. I mean, that was – that was more shocking than the Mets. I, I was more upset about the Mets losing to the Padres in the wild card series, but uh, it wasn't really a shocker. So uh, I would I would like to see the the Dodgers. Uh, I feel like logically they match up better against the Braves and, uh, you know, top to bottom. But uh, David Weiss, I know you watch a, a lot of uh, Dodger games uh, here in market. Uh, do you think they have enough to beat the Braves? I do not. Okay. Braves so, are just too good. I mean, every Braves are good. Yeah. They're they're up five nothing. They're up six nothing. They come back from three run deficits. They're confident. They expect to win. You know, Dodgers are always like a little dicey. I don't know who their closer is. You know <laughs> the uh, the loss of um, Lux Arias. Arias. What's his name? Yes. Arias. Yeah. Oregon. Yeah, that's oh yeah, that's a big deal in a short series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Flobo, your thoughts uh, on Dodgers Braves? Uh, on paper, the Braves will win by any category, but I would never root for them. I'd rather root for the Phillies over the Braves. That's saying something. So I hope the Dodgers <laughs> win. I won't be happy about it because I still like to troll my friends here and tell them the two the twenty twenty championship was a Mickey Mouse championship, but they need to win here. They have to. Yeah, this uh, this seems like uh, you know it's 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 not going to get easier. Uh, you know, it's their their odds aren't going to be uh, to be getting better. And of course, uh, Larry uh, makes the point: the Braves are relentless. No lead feels safe. That's absolutely true, uh, Mr. Brody. Your thoughts on a Dodgers Braves matchup in the NLCS? Well, I'd like to say I, I would have given the Brewers a better chance to defeat the Dodgers. But I forget the guy's name, but their idiot president of baseball operations traded Josh Hader. So David Stern. So you know, I have to. Yeah. The thing about uh, the thing about Josh Hader, he just over the weekend he didn't want to come out for a four-out save before the Padres had oh. been mathematically eliminated. He's trash. He's absolutely he's, trash. He's garbage. Yeah. And the fact I mean, that he said he said we're not in it. It's not like it's a pennant race. I would cut him immediately. Yeah. Immediately. That's a cancer in the clubhouse. And, and when the Brewers traded him last year, his ERA was like seven, you know? So I, I, I under, I couldn't believe that the Padres added him on and then he did pitch well for them, of course, well enough to beat the Mets, but that's probably uh, dogging it in Milwaukee because that's obviously the kind of personality he has. (laughs) Anyway, I I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, So uh, a a friend, yeah. Friend of the show. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm no, no, go ahead. for the Dodgers because I'd like to see Freeman beat his old team, but the Braves mm. are just the Braves are just an, they're just all stars. They're just they're unbelievably good everywhere. I can't I can't see anybody beating them. It, it would be them. it would be Freddie Freeman and uh, 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 Jason Hayward uh, both getting to celebrate a win over the Braves uh, mm. if if that were to happen. So. 
Um, yeah. Uh, friend of the show, uh, Daniel, who uh, is a uh, big Dodger fan, but uh, he watches them from uh, Tokyo. Uh, and uh, he uh, says that because uh, I asked him because he always watches the show every year and uh, he always lets me know when we don't give the Dodgers enough credit. He says that he's less confident this year than he was last year because last year's team was more talented. And then his quote is a lot of good. It did though against the uh, Padres. Uh, he feels like they have a puncher's chance. It would require a historic performance by rookie pitchers against the Braves. Assuming we get to the NLCS, he's not expecting it, uh, but it is the playoffs who had the Nats winning at the beginning of 2019. Uh, not Mr. Weiss and I, when we did our, our, uh, our playoff preview that year uh, was not us. <laughs> so uh, somebody, we pro- if I had to guess without even revisiting that show, we probably picked the Mets. But anyway, uh, at least in the, the preseason. All right. So uh, for the so wait, so who feels like the uh, Braves are going to win that series? I want to make sure I have this uh, correct in my head. I, I think a lot of us are saying Dodgers mostly because we don't want to watch the Braves. Uh, but who? So wait, Flobo, you think the Braves are going to win? No, the Dodgers are gonna, they have to win. Yeah, the please, Dodgers are going to win. Gonna win. Please, and please. Uh, Mr. Weiss, you think that the Dodgers uh, are Braves? Yes, Dodgers. Dodgers. Okay. So we've got the Dodgers. Uh, probably squaring off against the Astros. It feels very likely because, uh, you know, anybody who has another pick, whether it be the Rays or the O's, I I just can't see it. And this is the third consecutive year where we do this show. And I say, okay, yeah, Astros, Dodgers. I always pick the Dodgers too. And uh, I, I haven't been right, <laughs> but um, well, uh, I, these years I'm going to be right, aren't I? So I, uh, I, I feel like, I feel like the Astros are going to beat the Dodgers. I, I just, I, I can't imagine that they quite, you know, even Daniel kind of chiming in that they're not as talented as they were in recent years. Uh, I, I, I feel like uh, we'd get that, but boy, I would, I would love to see the the Orioles winning a World Series. Uh, from out of nowhere, Milwaukee or the D-backs or even Flobos Marlins. You know, there'd be something to be said for that. It's going to officially be on their jerseys. But uh, I don't know. I I, I just, I just got to say, I feel like the Astros are going to win again just because it just seems like it's all stacked. But, boy, would I like to see them get bounced by the Blue Jays. Uh, Mr. Weiss will go yes. will go down in, in this order. Uh, what do you think uh, of a World Series matchup and winner? I would say that it's uh, Houston and the Dodgers and the uh, Astros going to walk away with it. Walking away with it. Walking away. Uh, Flobito. Now, I I agree with with what they're saying, but uh, I would say Houston gets battered and bruised before they crawl away with with the championship. But the real movie is Baltimore-Atlanta. That is a movie that's going to be the million-dollar thing opening weekend uh, with the Orioles winning it. But in reality, it's going to be uh, Houston and six. Houston and six. All right. Uh, David Brody. Well, based on our preseason predictions, the World Series is going to be the Twins and the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah perfect. That's, that's <laughs> My Tommy Pham jersey is somewhere here. Pham! By the way, I can't, I can't hear Tommy Pham's name without thinking of Kanye. Pham! 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 Uh, I'm going with Braves Astros and the Braves winning because I I just can't see them losing. Yeah, I I, I mean I I can see that uh, I can absolutely see that uh, as a uh, likely scenario. I just uh, I feel like 
Dodgers or Braves running into the Astros. Obviously, the the 21 World Series that the Braves won uh, was against the Astros. But uh, I, I I feel pretty uh, confident in that pick, and uh, it brings me no joy. Uh, but uh, <laughs> look, we've got uh, you know our our chat is uh, lopsided towards Philly fans. If they get to the World Series again, that'll be a fun story, and maybe they'll have learned a thing or two about matching up against the Astros. But um, yeah, well, we will uh, we will reconvene uh, after pitchers and catchers uh, in in the new year, and uh, we will see what we can uh, possibly uh, make from our predictions. But uh, what what is that next year? Is that the Washington Monument next to you, David Weiss? Uh, yeah. You know what? I, I had to change my location okay. because my phone was running low. So I'm actually oh. that's Stonehenge. The headboard, that's the headboard on my bed. <laughs> oh, just just climb in. Just climb in with. I'm uh, sitting. I'm not laying down. Black cast okay. out the dark. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> I think you should screenshot that, Christian, and just say tune into the black cast. Find out what that is. <laughs> whatever that what's is david, gonna... yeah what's david sit next to listen to the podcast to find out right yeah <laughs> that's it's not a bad point well uh yeah I, I i agree with all that and we'll give everybody's plugs but uh i would say before we do that i just wanted to share a little video that i came across uh before i was doing all the prep work for this show you know which was basically you know getting the Kiner's Corner logo and theme uh, is uh, a little a uh, little video clip uh, that I found, which was uh, fun for a few reasons that uh, we can uh, we can take a look at uh, in, in a moment and just uh, take a gander of a couple of friends here. And I assume you guys can hear Kiner, but uh, he stopped talking. So, there, but anyway, the point is, I just wanted to show you guys this image of gary cohen with hair that's that's the only reason that i'm showing wow, wow. is uh i because he was always <laughs> on the radio so i did not remember uh, ever seeing him with hair i mean i must have but it was so long ago definitely uh, that uh you know and then there they are on uh on wwor channel nine which i believe was the uh the UPN what? nine, maybe Universal nine. No. I'm not quite sure. It, it, was, yeah. it was it was just nine. It was uh, WOR, which I guess it turned into a superstation at some point. But growing up, if it, they if they weren't on nine, you couldn't watch them because I didn't have sports right. channels. That's where they were. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, Ralph hung on until the early 2000s, so I, I wasn't quite able. Well, David Cohn is pitching, and the reason I wanted to try to play the clip was because Gary Cohen. David Cohn was a little confusing for Ralph. Uh, well, and uh, he does indeed call him uh, David here. You know. Carver is doing another ball game today, and it's the Mets against the Cubs. And David, it looks like the Mets are <laughs> put their back to the wall. Well, it has certainly not been a good stretch for New York. Mets went home. Oh, hey, look, the Mets had a bad stretch. Boy, that does, doesn't feel like what is this, June? Must be a June day. Actually, Kiner hung on to what, 26, 2015, something like that? Oh, was it that mm -hmm. long? Wow. Yeah, Murphy yeah, I... Murphy dropped out at 2003. But Kiner oh, yeah, kept going. Yeah, yeah. He did like one game a week. They would roll him into the uh, broadcast booth. So, somewhere in the 
in the yeah. teens. Some somewhere in my uh, my new uh, garage office that uh, I'm still setting up eight months later, I do have a bobblehead of uh, of Ralph Kiner and Bob Murphy that uh, I'll have to hopefully by the time we do our uh, preseason show be on the shelf behind me. Flobo, you look like you wanted to say something. I got shot to Larry there. Steam Pipe Alley was my childhood, man. Steam Pipe <laughs> Alley, Richard Bay show. Woo! I mean, the Richard Bay show, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I think. I don't know if Morton Downey Jr. was on Channel Nine before it was syndicated, uh, or if it was always syndicated. But uh, yeah, that, that that's the level of quality. I forgot about was Mario Cantone on uh, Steam Pipe Alley. That's him, right? He was the Pipe Alley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's his thing. Yeah. And uh, Larry asks, uh, didn't Kiner used to be partnered with Tim McCarver? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that era, yeah. actually, where they're talking about. Gary Cohen's filling in, uh, stepping over from the radio booth. And uh, because he had hair, I'm suing, assuming that Gary was still uh, partnered with Murph at that point. But uh, Gary didn't do TV consistently until SNY, which I believe was 2006, you know. So anyway, just thought we'd have a, uh, a fun, brief trip down uh, memory lane. I saw that clip and uh, it, it made me laugh and it made me smile. But... I want to make sure that uh, we get everybody's promotional materials presented here. So David Brody of the Brooklyn boys podcast, where can yes. one find the Brooklyn boys podcast? Pretty much everywhere you find your podcasts. We're, we're, uh, we're everywhere. So uh, it's the Brooklyn boys and it's the Brooklyn boys on social media. And I'm at David Brody on all social media. So if you like a podcast hosted by two obnoxious kids from Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, uh, giving your thoughts on the world and what they did that day, and uh, you'll enjoy it. Bensonhurst. Like no, Bensonhurst, yeah. It's sort of like uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, but with more attitude, <laughs> you can imagine. And Flobo Boyce, yeah. as our audio audience heard in the intro, Flobo is indeed responsible for new content every day. Yeah. What's, uh, what's some of the content that's uh, out there, and where can it be found? I need I need like more neighborhood content. I need more flatlands and neighborhood content. But uh yeah, I'm available on that new amsam.com. That's K-A-W-M-Sam.com. The podcast is available anywhere. And of course, I'm a contributor on the Black Baseball mixtape, which is pretty much where I get to talk about my my uh, feelings about baseball in the game every Sunday uh on that IG live. So make sure to check me out. And the last time we did the show together, uh, your MLB commercial hadn't aired yet. So, yeah, uh, I got <laughs> I got messages from all the other guys like, "Hey, I saw Flobo." I was like, oh, yeah. and then we saw a lot of you for a while there. Didn't yeah, we? and they they pulled they pulled the hook and they never saw me again. But during yeah, the spring, it's uh... you had a good run in the spring. Though. Had that, a good run, man. Good five point six million bucks. Yeah, Flo Flobo's a Flobo's available uh, for anyone casting uh, uh, commercials, and uh, also available uh, in in. Multiple senses of the word is our pal David Weiss. David Weiss, <laughs> where can people find you besides uh, sprawled out on the couch or wherever you were? Oh, he turned his mic off, right? Yeah. He's yeah, like, I he's didn't gone. turn him off. He's, but he's uh, D Weiss comedy on. Uh, yeah. If you take your headphones off uh, as uh, as yeah, uh, as Mr. Brody is suggesting, that could help. But he's <laughs> D Weiss comedy. <laughs> And uh, I'm just kind of enjoying, you know, I got his plug in, you know, <laughs> no, his plug is clearly out. <laughs> his head is getting bigger, and bigger, but there's no sound coming yeah, out. Exactly. <laughs> he knows there's no sound, but I, 
Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He's just in, he's just enjoying it. And look, here's here's what I'll do. I'll even put it on the screen for our uh, visual audience that uh, wants to uh, make sure that they follow David Weiss at D Weiss Comedy on X. I don't think that I don't know if that's his Instagram or not. He could not if it's his Instagram. But uh, in any case, you can find me on X and Instagram and threads. Remember that at Christian DMZ. You'll always find new episodes of the Blackcast at Blackcast uh, on you, the Blackcast channel on YouTube. I almost sent you somewhere that doesn't exist. Uh, the Blackcast channel on YouTube, B L A D T C A S T, uh, including uh, tomorrow uh, streaming. Well, not live. Streaming will be an interview I did with Tommy Davidson, who is. Uh, a musician now, but you might remember him from In Living Color. So uh, you can uh, find that tomorrow, and that'll be on a uh, upcoming <laughs> audio episode of the Blackcast. And uh, we uh, have our uh, Ahsoka wrap up coming up probably next week. Uh, we still need to uh, dive into the summer movies uh, of which uh, David Weiss uh, saw Oppenheimer and was not a fan. He's just shaking his head no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're we're not hearing. He's him. more of a Barbie guy. Yeah, it's, a, it's a Barbie. He's a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Uh, I think yeah. is the case. I just need a Barbie pink microphone. <laughs> Tuesdays, Tuesdays at three PM Eastern, noon Pacific. You can find me uh, doing. Who are these broadcasters with Eric Zane and Carl Hamburger on the Who Are These Podcast Network? You can find that there. And again, me at Christian DMZ. You'll find all my stuff over there. Well, uh, looking forward to the playoffs and uh, looking forward to trading messages with these fine gentlemen in the time ahead. But, uh, of course, we'll see everybody next year after pitchers and catchers. And uh, we will, of course, as I said, be talking Ahsoka. That's not this time. That'll be next time on The Blatcast. Thank you for listening to The Blatcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Bladcast. That's B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. You can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found. I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F-A-R-D-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on The Bladcast. Hello, I'm Conrad Bain. What's the matter, Senor Luigi? You look a little nervous. No invite. <laughs> yeah, you Christian Bland. Christian, you are no, I'm you're, a, you're a talker about the fact you can't say well, you, like that on YouTube. No, you're like the I worst broadcast ever. Well, this has been the Blackcast. You can find me at Christian DMZ. Jeff Duray, not on Twitter. Oh yeah, I'm getting ready to break into a Slim Jim. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to isolate <laughs> that and start putting at the end credits of the Blackcast, uh, where we have a little montage of clips. Star Trek will go on forever. Blackcast. Wendy, put Blackcast's comment up. The Blackcast. Thank you, Christian. How is it that Wendy is so much better at this than Stunt Joe, Chad, and Kevin Brennan? Whoa! Hacka hackers. Actually, you might be upset. He played on Who Are These Broadcasters? That son of a bitch. (laughs) He took it to his new show. Like, I mean, as pissed off as Vinny is at you for stealing Carl's attention, yeah, you yeah, should yeah. be at Christian Blatt and Eric Zane for just pushing. <laughs> yeah, how you does it even pain. qualify? You're not a broadcaster. This one came in from uh, my buddy Christian Blatt. He goes, "Hey, let's do this on who are these broadcasters?" And I went, "Nope, this is who are these socials <laughs> material now, right Car- here." Cardiff tells me you've been doing this both ways because Cardiff tricked me into sending you 
a song of his, and then it wound up on who are these broadcasters? You're a double agent. L- listen, I'm in it for one person and one person only. <laughs> I'm in it for me, princess. The Black Cast, thank you for the 199, Christian. Uh, Cardiff, grab your guitar to play whole lot of Rosie. Mousies? The Black Cast, 199. Who's had more hands up their bum, Chad or Tukey? <laughs> Chad. I think that's the answer. I think that is the answer. Thank you, Bladcast. I'm going to name drop real quick. I hope that's okay. I had Please. Christian Blatt in my house this past weekend. Bladcast. The Bladcast is 100% right. Uh, the Bladcast. The Bladcast. The Bladcast. One of the best podcasts you can ever see. The Bladcast. Whoop de doo. We're watching it. We got no Wi Fi. We can't hear a thing, but we love it. Go watch the Bladcast. Good luck with the whole thing. And, you know, here's to another 500. Get you to 1,000, you know, which is more than 500 last time I checked. Hello, fellow favorite person of Christian Blatt. How are you? Hi, other fellow <laughs> favorite person of Christian Blatt. <laughs> Our boy, Christian Blatt. I totally forgot I am doing the Bladcast tomorrow. The Bladcast, 499. Wasn't Florentine on either Kumio's show or MLC and everyone started ragging on Chad's mom? Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We're closed. <laughs> that was not my fault. Tuki loves you all more than a friend. I love Tukey. Yay! <laughs> hacka, hacka! I'm so excited! Along with David Cohen and later on Bob Murphy.